Hello and welcome to the Focus on Greatness podcast. My name is Hiram and I'm the host of this podcast and I enjoy doing what I do. And this platform is where men are helping men to be able to redefine greatness for service. And today is going to be one of those great conversations that I believe that we're going to gain the tools, the knowledge, the wisdom that we need to be able to deal with this thing called feelings. It's something that we all deal with and we all are challenged with. But I believe in this conversation, we'll learn how to be able to effectively and correctly, I'll even go to say, be able to share our feelings the right way. Um, So before we get into this conversation, I do want you to do me a favor. I want you to share this with at least one person, one man that you know, one of your friends that you know, that can be able to benefit from this type of conversation. And while you're doing that, for those that are listening to this, um, as well as watching this live, if this is your first time listening to me and on any podcast platform and you have not subscribed, please make sure that you do that. If this is on Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, Google, whatever many, uh, whatever form of platform that you're on, make sure that you subscribe and then let me know how did you connect with this podcast. And so I can be able to know how I am being effective, being able to help you in any area of your life. I remember when I was first looking at starting my podcast, one of the things that I was looking for was a cost efficient place that I can be able to do what I was dreaming and doing. With Anchor, I found that. I found a free platform that can be able to give me the tools to make sure that my podcast sound good from edits to music to different other things, variety of things that can be able to assist me to make sure that I had a professional sound podcast. But then also one of the things I found that I loved uh, when I started to use Anchor was they have various of different places that they are able to distribute my podcast from professional places like Spotify or Apple Podcasts and many, many more. Now, with this, the thing that I'm I love to do is because I might not do it in my house or might need to do it in my car. So I am able to use record on my cell phone. I'm able to record on my tablet or even my computer. So for you to be able to do this as the podcaster, you need to make sure that you download the app to your phone, to your tablet. You can do it on an Android or on an Apple product. But also, if you want to be able to access it on your computer, you have to go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, anchor is A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Welcome to the team. So let's get into this conversation. I'm excited. I'm ready to learn. And I hope that you're also ready to learn as well. And so do me a favor and welcome Israel for me. How you doing, sir? I'm brilliant. Thank you, Hiram. I'm really, really excited to be here. And honestly, a little bit intimidated by that intro. I'll do my best to serve. But... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. I'm the guy with all the answers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I promise I promise you this. I, and for those that are listening, those that are watching, I want you to understand this man has the wisdom that I believe is real. Even just through our initial conversation, um, I believe that you are really full of wisdom and help and tools uh, to be able to really help us. And so 
Um, you know, and that's really, I was, when we talked, I was like, yes, I have to have Israel on and we really got to get this information so we can all get the help we need uh, so uh, we can be able you. to be better in this area. So uh, before we dive in, do me a favor and introduce yourself to those that are watching as well as listening and sure. then we'll dive into our conversation. Absolutely. So I live on the east coast of Australia. I'm about halfway between Sydney and Brisbane. For those of you that know our lovely island continent thing, um, I have a beautiful wife. I've been married. It'll be 18 years this October and two children, 15 and 11. That's really the focus of my life, you know, trying to be a good dad and a good husband. And for work, I have gone through many iterations, being an IT consultant, a professional photographer, a like a health and wellness uh, business I helped my wife co-found. And now the work that I do is to help men, uh, I suppose, be a little more connected with their emotions, be a little less angry, maybe yell at the kids a bit less, find a little bit more peace in their day-to-day. Yeah. So I work as a coach, I do some speaking, and I'm working on some group concepts for a bit later this year. But generally mm. my work is to help support men either in their own, like, you know, men who are in business for themselves or in leadership or management sort of positions and just help help the guys kind of recognize that everything, all the answers they really need are actually inside already and that it's up to us to be responsible for ourselves as men and to take the actions we need to take to bring out that best version of ourselves, you know? So, so that's what I'm here to be is, is just a bit of a guide on that journey for a lot of men. So. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And see, and y'all already know and see just right now, this is why he's on. <laughs> Thank you. He's Hara. about to help us all. He's about to help us. Um, so I, I want to go ahead because one of the things, and we talked about this a little bit, but one of the things that, you know, I really want to do, um, and I'll even share just with me, you know, um, I'm a person that, you know, was raised kind of where I would internalize a lot of my frustrations as a young boy. And um, so then when they would come out, it's explosive. It, you know, it's, it's right. very, you know, very loud, very, you know, angry, those type of things. Um, and as I grew up and recognized just as a man, the different stress points that, that I have now as a father, as a, as a husband, working my job, looking for future, trying to do all of these things. And, you know, even something like doing the doing the podcast and still working a regular nine to five, you know, all of those things are added stress points, you know. Um, and so sometimes that emotional strain and stress does still bottle, bottle up or come out in some form of lash out or, you know, some way that is really not effective. Um, so the question I want to start, I guess, with is how do we start to work on this context of one, I guess, really starting to where we're not bottling our emotions um, as a man and really being able to deal with how we express it in an effective way? Yeah, that's a great question. And honestly, the the place to start from my perspective is <laughs> accepting that we have emotions. Mm. accepting that it's a normal part of being human, you know? Like when we think about the kind of the social conditioning that we receive as men, you know, you whether you take a big hit on the sports field or whether you really find yourself struggling, like you said, to balance and juggle all of the things that we have in modern life, you know? Yeah. 
we have this expectation that we're the rock, we're strong, we can shoulder the burden, we don't have to break down, we're not allowed to break down or to feel or to show any sense of vulnerability. So I think really for me the first step is just to go, I have emotions and that's okay. Mm. I do, like, you know, giving ourselves permission to feel what we're feeling, not... Not yeah. bottling it or stuffing it down or trying to sort of sideline it or push it away, you know, and yeah. and that can be anything. That can be, um, you know, fear or anger or sadness or grief or whatever, right? The whole gamut. But mm-hmm. it really just starts with giving ourselves space and permission to just go, oh, I'm really feeling it, and just to be able to sit in the discomfort. Or like the 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 unfamiliarity of feeling things and letting ourselves be kind of carried up in that emotion. You know, mm-hmm. the thing that I find really, um, I suppose, dangerous about that social conditioning is exactly what you said. It reaches like a critical mass. It reaches like this boiling point. And suddenly, we right. explode. Right. And then the lash out, we end up hurting people we love because they're nearest yeah. to us and that's where we feel safest. So we naturally let that guard down for that split second. And like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, right. and just yeah. out, right? <laughs> and, and, yeah. and it's, I think, the part about, first of all, like, again, normal, right? So I don't want to shame anybody or make anyone feel like that's not okay. It, it right. is okay if that's all you've learned. You're just doing the best you can. And if all you've mm-hmm. been taught is... Stuff it down. Don't let yourself feel. Boys don't cry. Toughen up. Have a cup of cement. All that sort yep. of stuff. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, yeah, right? Like, it was like, yeah, jeez. Like, how many times have I heard that? <laughs> oh, take the other hit. You can do it. Have another one. You know, like. Yeah. Yeah. When we really stop and recognize that that's all we've been taught, that's all we've been demonstrated or role modeled, it's very rare to see a man openly express his feelings in a vulnerable way. Mm. And critically here, it's very rare to see that in the first place, but secondly, it's rare to see that and not have it turned into a meme or not have it shamed or, yep. or belittled or criticised, right? right? Like how many how many of you listening have seen like the meme of Michael Jordan crying his eyes out at a press conference and it's been copied and pasted his face with all the tears and the snot and the blubber and all that? Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's like such a display of strength and courage. I love seeing that kind of stuff because right. to me, regardless of who's watching, and he's like one of the most famous athletes in the world, is now really successful in doing what he does, and he still feels it. You go, well, wow, right. if you know, he's got it all, and he still feels that those moments of emotion and vulnerability, and he's willing to put that out in a public platform. That's that's brave. That's right. really brave. Yeah. So, so number mm. one, accepting that we have emotions, it's very normal. Mm-hmm. Number two, recognizing that allowing ourselves to feel our emotions is going to be weird. Mm. If it's not something you've ever done. Right. If something comes up and you sort of go into this mode of, oh, <clears throat> I can't demonstrate that, I can't show that, I've got to, you know. Right. Re- release the chokehold on your emotions and let things feel in your body. Let it come out through tears. Let it come yeah. out through whatever it feels like. Yeah. And mm. just start to practice sitting in that discomfort. Finally, and this is, I think, the real linchpin for me, is just recognizing that, Showing our emotions publicly is 
courageous. It's an act of bravery and courage. It's not an act of weakness. Mm -hmm. And I think to me, because of so much of the male psyche is about, you know, our kind of caveman roots of being the hunter-gatherer and the alpha and the strong one and all of these things, Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. we can truly go, I'm going to channel that bravery and that courage that I would normally use to take down the saber-toothed tiger or score a touchdown or whatever it is. Right. (laughs) And I'm going to channel that into opening my heart a little bit Mm. and letting the world in that little bit more and letting people see how I'm truly going. Yeah. To me, like, man, there's, uh, that's, that's top of the rung for me because it is at our most vulnerable Mm. when we can stand in that place with our heart wide open, exposed, raw, and still be powerful in that moment. That is, that is the pinnacle of bravery for me. So uh, one, I do love the, the context of the three things that you gave. Um, one of the things that I, I do realize, um, like you stated, is that there is this, like, this, com- this teaching that a lot of men get, um, either intentionally or just through life, where we are taught that expressing our emotions is wrong. Um, if we show any form of emotion through tears or it's automatically considered as like being weak, um, you know, it's, you know, or it's not manly and, you know, so all of these negative contexts. So sometimes it's almost like we are afraid to be able to express our emotions. Um, because like you said earlier, we're, we're, we're afraid of whatever the backlash would be. Um, and surely as a, you know, as a husband, sometimes I've, I've talked to some men and sometimes it's like, I don't want to express my emotions because if I express my emotions, will she as my wife look at me as being weak? Right. Um, you know, you know, those type of things. So how do we how do we start to kind of get through that? Because really, it's a base of fear. How do we get past this fear of being able to express? I know you said we need to acknowledge it um, and then walk, really start being OK with it. But it's like, how do we get at this fear of it? Let me ask you, have you ever done something in your life that was either dangerous or a little bit frightening to start with and you did it anyway? Yeah. Right. Can you give me an example? Um, So prayerfully... Uh, well, I should be good because it was it was in my younger years, so I won't get. Uh, you <laughs> don't know. do this at home, kids. Whatever you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, please don't ever do what I'm about to say. <laughs> um, um, I one of the things that I thought I thought first came to my mind is I remember driving at night, and I didn't want to stop. At it's it was a four way stop sign coming up, and I didn't want to stop. Um, and it was very dark where I was, mm. so I turned off my headlights. And drove through the four-way stop um, without wow. <laughs> right. <laughs> Definitely don't do this one at home, kids. My goodness. <laughs> We're fortunate that Hiram is in fact still with us and not T-boned somewhere in the intersection. <laughs> right. So yeah, I was thinking sure. something slightly less illegal, like skateboarding, for instance, because that's something that I've done through my youth, you know. <laughs> and I was thinking the very first time. I don't know how much you or your listeners know about skateboarding, but there's this thing called dropping in, which is where you stand at the top of a ramp and you hang Mm -hmm. your skateboard over and then you plant your feet and you lean down and you go into the ramp, right? So 
So when you're standing, some of these ramps are like anywhere from six feet to like 12, 14 feet off the ground when you're standing at the top and you're looking straight down. Mm. And some of them are even like vertical, like it's literally there's nothing underneath you. You're just going straight down before you hit the ramp, right? So wow. Right, so you see like the pro skaters like, you know, Tony Hawk and all these famous guys. This is what they do day in, day out. It's their bread and butter. But I tell you, as a young kid, I was 12 and I was at the first good ramp that was built near my house where I grew up. Mm-hmm. I went there with some friends and we were just starting on the flat and we're working our way up. And then eventually by the end of that session, I was like, I really want to drop in. I really want to try and do this thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I got there and I stood there and I'd lean over and then I'd pull back and then I'd lean over again and then I'd pull back. And this went on for like 20 minutes. Anyway, my friend's mom was like, we got to go. Like, I can't stand here for another six hours waiting for you to do this. We got to get in the car and get out of here. I'm like, okay, I've just, I've got to do this. Bang. And right. I did it and I fell off and my skateboard went flying and I slid down the ramp and I had Ooh. a few tears and all of that, but I did it. Right. So there was a bit of pain, a bit of discomfort, a bit of embarrassment, but generally, like, and this is, for me, this is true for fears most of the time in life because we live in this amazing, abundant, fortunate society where we don't typically come up against, you know, life-threatening things like a a saber-toothed tiger or whatever. So a lot of the fears we experience are only in our head and they're not Mm life-threatening. Mm-hmm. So the first thing is just to acknowledge the fear and then the second thing is to just do the thing anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And and being brave in that way and see what happens. If you want to really start to, I mean, even if you could sort of, you could even start it with a conversation with your wife or your spouse or partner or what have you and just say, look, I really want to get a bit more in touch with what I'm feeling and there's probably going to be because, you know, coming from, okay, I'm a bit all over the place. Let me just sharpen this up with a story, right? Yeah. <laughs> my, my wife said to me 18 months ago, you're an angry person. I'm not mm. happy with the outbursts. I'm drawing a new boundary. Either you address this and resolve whatever is causing your anger and learn how to process it healthy or you're no longer welcome in the house. It was a stay or go kind of ultimatum, right? Now, right. I would love for your listeners and, and your other friends to not get to that point with your partner, right? Where they're like, either you sort your sh- out or you're out, you know? <laughs> right, yes. Because that's really, that's, that's not a great place. But if you come from that place with, your, with that, that openness with your partner to at least say, look, I'm tired of hurting you. I'm tired of lashing out. I don't want to create that sort of space anymore. I want to learn to process this, but here's what I need. I need you to give me the space. If I'm feeling my emotions and if I'm looking a bit uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. I don't want you to try and race in and fix me, but I also don't want you to race in and judge me. I need to just experience this and go through this. And that little bit of like prefix or preface to sort of set it up. So the next time, you know, your partner comes home and you're sitting on the edge of the bed with tears streaming down your face because you've just let yourself feel what needs to be felt. You don't want to create this with, what the hell are you doing? Like, really? <laughs> you know, you don't want that. You want to be able to say, I'm, I'm all right, honey. I'm just like, I'm just letting myself feel some stress and just release it. It's okay, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. so having that, you know, but, but the fear associated with it, breaking that fear down can be as simple as having that little conversation to commence or it can also be a case of you feel scared about opening your heart and you do it anyway. Yeah. 
And yeah. I mean, for, for all of your listeners, I'm sure you can all remember maybe the first time you worked up the courage to ask a girl or a guy out on a date, mm. right? The first mm. time you you wanted to express something like saying I love you. You know, there's, there's fear associated mm. with each of those things because they're all that same opening of the heart. They're all that yeah. same vulnerability where you're saying this is the real me. This isn't the mask I put on for society. This isn't the armour that I put on to be tough as a man. Mm-hmm. You know, those little moments of softness, we can all reflect on those and just go, right, whether you, you know, whether you went out with the girl or whether she just stone cold rejected you, like, doesn't matter, right? Like, (laughs) we've all got plenty (laughs) of those stories. But it's just about that first step of going, hey, there's a little bit of openness here I'm offering and what do you think? Mm -hmm. And it's scary as, it's scary, but we don't die. Yeah. 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 We don't no, you, you, yeah. you, you, that part is right. <laughs> we don't die. I, and I think that that's, that's important truly for, I mean, just in life. And so in anybody that's listening and watching, I want to make sure that, and I ask this question intentionally, not just because I know that this is something that a lot of men struggle with, but even on my own self. And sometimes it's hard or difficult sometimes to be able to express that because of those fears. Um, and, but, but I love that you're encouraging us is Israel in reference to just step out anyway, just express yeah. it in any way. Because the other thing that I do know is that if we're not expressing these feelings and we're not expressing these emotions, the emotion doesn't go anywhere. The, no, that's the, right. The, the, you know the the it stays right there where you left it. Yeah, it's you know it's 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 still there. So it has to express itself in some way. Um, and reality is is I I I'll again speak for myself is I just I don't like the way it comes out, and I know that it's a better way for me to be able to express those things. And so, you know, for the person that's listening or the person that's watching, I want you to also think about this. Think about, you know, maybe you were, and it's not everybody. So everybody, because everybody doesn't have the same story, but maybe you were the one where when you were a child, you were always being yelled at. You were always being, you know, being, you know, uh, the anger or the frustration of whatever that parent or person was going through. You were now the brunt of that as a child. You were the one that got that. And remember when those things were happening, you didn't like that feeling. Mm -hmm. You didn't like how that felt, how that made you feel. But now as we are now the other on the other end, because we're not expressing it the correct way and because we're not allowing it to come out the way that Israel is already helping us with, um, it, we're now doing, we're now being this, being the person <laughs> that was doing it to mm. us. We're now right. putting and throwing it on them. And the purpose of this conversation was so that we can stop it now so we can make the adjustments and changes so we can have one, I believe, a more stress-free life. Um, but then we can have better relationships and, you know, not just with our spouses, but even with our children. And we don't have to now mm. repeat this same cycle over again. Yeah. I mean, you raise a really, really beautiful point there in that 
and I can talk to this firsthand, right? Like my parents split when I was about seven mm. and then they both remarried. And so I was fortunate to have grown up with four parents, basically, you know, my mum, mm. my stepdad, my dad, my stepmom. Right. But both, both men in my life when I was young and my dad continued this through most of his life mm-hmm. um, were really angry, you know. I would, I would bear exactly what you were describing. I would bear the brunt of that. Wow. And I mean, as a parent, it's so funny. I'm sure for those of you in the audience watching or listening, if you are parents, have you ever had that moment where something comes out of your mouth and you're like, holy crap, that was my dad or that was my yeah. mom. Like that was literally right. them speaking from the past generation through me. <laughs> right. Because yeah. as, as a young kid, we literally just absorb everything as programming, as this is how. Mm. an adult parent is supposed to behave. Yeah. But yeah. it's very unconscious. It's not intentional. It's not a choice. Mm-hmm. It's just a default setting, right? Like it's, oh, okay, that's what I'm being taught by example. Mm. So that's what I will do as my default. And so this this work of truly mm. acknowledging and processing our feelings and, you know, learning to be the better parent and the better husband and all of that, it actually starts with that intentional choice and to sort yeah. of go, okay, I know that there's default settings in my head. I know that there's there's patterns that I will drop back into in moments of high stress or high fatigue or what have mm-hmm. you, right? But I choose to take a different course from a place of love for me and for the people that I love that are in my immediate family. Like that and that choice is the really important piece, you know. Yeah. And, and yeah, like everything you've said, Hiram, like it's it's just such powerful work, and it's so important to be able to be the circuit breaker of those sorts of patterns. Mm-hmm. Really, that's that that piece about being a responsible man, like taking full responsibility for all of our actions, positive, right. negative, doesn't matter. But when we really take full responsibility in our lives, and again, that can be scary AF, man. That can be really intense to go, (laughs) there's a lot that I have to cop on the shoulder here, you know. There's a lot of stuff that I need to take ownership of. But the beautiful Mm. part of that is that when we do, that puts us in the powerful position of being able to break those sorts of cycles, Mm -hmm. of being Mm. able to turn our gaze inward and do the work and then become a better parent build yeah. those better, stronger relationships, you know, become a more emotionally connected and in tune kind of man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, let me ask this, um, as we continue to dive into this, through, I, I know you have a coaching program where you're actually helping men with this very same thing that we're talking about today. Yeah. Um what are some of the things that you started to see in reference to as the men started to get into this mode of expressing their feelings and being able to be aware of those things and knowing how to do it effectively? What are some of the things that you started to see um, in reference to just transformation within those people? How did, mm. what, what are some of the things that you started to see as an impact of that? One of the best examples is um, one of my clients who's just finished up with me after about seven or eight months. And when when we first met, he had been kicked out of his house. His wife had said, you got to go sort your stuff out and you're no longer okay living in the same house because he was 
an absolute workaholic. Mm. He was disconnected and withdrawn from everybody and he wow. was just not really, um, I suppose, emotionally present, you know. Everything was just in the background there. He'd sort of squished it all back. And, yeah. and so he reached out to me and said, look, I'm in this position and I listen to your podcast and I really want to kind of dig in some more and do some work with you and I think you can help. I went, okay, great. Let's, mm-hmm. let's sort of set out what is it you want. He said, well, I want to be back home. I want to be able to be the husband that my wife wants me to be. I want to be the dad my kids need me to be and I want to mm-hmm. be able to show up for them in a way that lets me move back into my family unit, you know. And, yeah. and one of the things we started with, one of the things I've come to learn and in my background, which I didn't really touch on earlier, I've been diagnosed with depression about 11 years ago, anxiety wow. about four years ago. I lost mm. my own dad to suicide about two years ago. So, you know, there's been a lot of up and down that I've had to learn to process. And, wow. and one of the things that I learned very early on in the piece when I was first diagnosed with depression was that our physical state has such a bearing on, on our mental and emotional resilience and our ability to sit comfortably with these things. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you imagine the work of kind of unpicking and, and unpacking like 20, 30, 40 years of, of kind of one mode of behaviour, mm-hmm. it's like kind of running a marathon, right? Like it's, it's quite tiring. <laughs> it wears right. you out and, you sort of, and, and it takes a little effort to get into the groove and then you're like, oh, you sort of end up with like this emotional hangover, like you feel really drained. You yeah. can't do that from a baseline of being really worn out. Mm-hmm. Right. So a lot of us are sleep deprived. A lot of us are fueling our body in not the great ways. You know, we're right. drinking too much alcohol, too much coffee. We're just not looking after this machinery that we walk around in every day. Yeah. And and the way I start this conversation is always with let's just get as much of the machinery humming as possible before we go digging into the emotional stuff, because that can start mm-hmm. to unleash some fatigue and some other physical things. And one of my dear friends has this beautiful quote, which is a tired mind is an a-hole, right? <laughs> whenever, whenever we're tired, whenever our brains are fatigued, and I'm sure you can all relate to this when you've come mm-hmm. home after a really tough day working or like dealing with a lot of challenges and you sort of, yes. you've used up all of the, all of the decision-making power and the, the ability to stay peaceful, even though you're surrounded by idiots or whatever it is, right? right. Like you kind of come home and you're just like, I got nothing left. And then the kids start jumping on you. And then your wife's asking you 20 things about the weekend. And then something else happens. You're like, ah, you know, right? So, so in that moment, you can kind of appreciate, okay, I've got a really tired mind and I'm not showing up as my best self. So mm-hmm. this is where that thing is. We just need to give ourselves rest, peace, nurturing, compassion. Before we do any of the emotional stuff, it's really important to get our physical selves under control, you know? And I mean, I, yeah, I, I teach all of this. I'm doing a, like a, there's a whole heap of free stuff about all of these things on my podcast, which, which your listeners and watchers can, or viewers can, can jump in and, and check out. Um, mm-hmm. It's called the Thrive Methodology, what I call it. It's like seven different things that I say, like if we just focus on these things, that puts us in oops, puts us in the best position to thrive, you know. And then yeah. from there, we're at a much stronger foundation and we can start to dig in and go, all right, now I'm ready to open this little heart box here and just, you know, see what's inside and see what comes out. 
So, so I really feel like that's the starting point. Yeah. And then what I see from that, I see men start to become more aware of what their patterns are, start to become more aware of the, the pain that they have been causing themselves and that they've been causing others, mm-hmm. start to become mm-hmm. more aware of um, sort of thought patterns that have been going on that have been triggering them to go into dark spirals. And they go, oh, mm-hmm. wait, that's what just happened. Right, you know, no longer yelling at children, no longer arguing with the, with the partner. Mm-hmm. That client I started talking about, Six seven months down the track, he's back mm-hmm. home. Wow! And everything is That's with his good. wife is is better than ever. And he said to me on our last call, he got really emotional. He said, "Thank you for helping me put my family back together." And that's what's possible when you start becoming in touch with and and what's the word? In touch with your emotions, but also when you take ownership of your emotions. Yeah, yeah. I love this. I, I think um, for the person that is listening, person that is watching, even myself as I'm listening, Israel, is this is the help that we need. Um, I, I believe the context of you know our, our ability and who we are, we are all here to be able to serve in this aspect and serve others and serve, you know, serve in different areas of our lives. And our relationships is one of the greatest areas that we serve in. Mm-hmm. But when we don't learn what you're sharing with us today is majority of the time, the place that we damage the most. Um, right. And so through this conversation, I believe and hope that everyone that is listening or watching is, is learning these tools and, and these things that we need so that we can become really emotionally healthy and mm-hmm. being able to then be able to learn how to express what we already have. We are emotional beings. Um, and so because of that, we have to learn how to be able to express this because as we already have stated, a lot of us have not been taught how to do it correctly. Um, and so if I would say this, if you're a person, if you're a man that's, that's listening, um, or watching this and you say, listen, I'm what I'm listening to. I'm I'm in reference to, I, I hear myself in this conversation. I hear, you know, I know that this is where my struggle is. This is where, you know, what I need help in. I don't want to lose my marriage. You know, I don't yeah. want my children to resent me because of how they how I make them feel. Um, you know, I don't want to lose my job because I, I always explode in my emotions because of things that happen. I want you to do me a favor. And I want you to not only go find um, Israel's podcast and listen to it and be a part of that, subscribe to his, his conversation so that you can get the help. But what I also want you to do is I want you to connect with him. I want you to be able to get the help. The, the purpose of this podcast and what we do on here and what I really wanted, why I wanted to be able to have someone like Israel on is because this is real service and helping people to get to the place that they're supposed to be in life. This is a part of that. 
And, and so I wanted to make sure that I'm bringing people onto the platform that I know could help us with the things that we daily struggle with to get to the place that we need to be in life. So if that is you, I promise you, all of his information will be in the description below, um, all of his links and information, and you can connect with him and start learning and walking in this context so we can learn how to express this correctly. Now, I'm telling you this because I'm doing it. I, I'm about to go, I'm gonna make sure that I'm listening to his podcast um, so I can get the emotional help, the things that I need so I can be a better effective. Cause I just like in just like you, I don't want to lose my marriage because I don't know how to express myself. I, I have two wonderful boys that are following my example. Right. And I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, uh, lead them in the wrong direction when it comes to reference to our emotions and how as men we're supposed to express that. And I don't want them to grow up and feel that, you know, screaming or, you know, bottling it up is, is the right way to deal with when it comes to our emotions. So, um, Israel, I'm, I'm thankful for this conversation. I'm thankful for the wisdom that you have given unto us. Uh, I told y'all in the beginning he was going to help us. <laughs> you I called it, man. You I called knew it. he was going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. So I'm I'm thankful and grateful. Uh, but before I before I let you go, even though I don't want to let you go, uh, but before I let you go, uh, do me a favor. I always love to add, ask the everyone that I have on, I love to ask this question um, because I believe I, I want personally, I just love the definition. I love the way that people answer this um, is what's greatness to you? What do you define greatness as? <sighs> to me, greatness is being able to I suppose um, being able to show up as our best self, mm. but but not doing that because of like external expectations or because of fear or because of striving for an external validation or achievement. Like for me, greatness, true greatness is showing up as our best selves because it's the right thing to do and because it's something we choose for us. Yeah. So individually, we choose, okay, I want to be the best version of me for me. Mm. And then that will naturally flow outward in my life to my relationships, to my family, to my co-workers and so forth. But to start with, I'm worthy enough to choose that I want to show up as my best self for myself. That's to me is greatness. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that. It is. And that, I believe that that's, <laughs> that's, that's one, one of a wonderful example or definition of what greatness is. And I believe it's, it's something that is truthful. I want all of us to be able to do that. I want, I want to make sure <laughs> that I'm walking in this, in this context of greatness and making sure that for me, I want to show up and be great. Um, mm. I want to show up and be my best self. Um, so again, Israel, thank you so very much uh, for your wisdom, for your insight. 
um, you know, making us laugh and at the same time teaching us. <laughs> um, you know, so, uh, but thank you so much for taking the time, having this conversation. Again, please, everyone, um, with all sincerity, make sure that you are following him. Make sure, surely if this conversation related with you, touched you in some way, make sure that you connect with him. Um, make sure you connect and subscribe to his podcast and be a part of that. And do me a favor, if you, when you go over there and subscribe, because I know you will, when you go subscribe, let them know, I came from the Greatness family. Let them uh-huh. know that you came That's from right. over here so he can know and see um, the support and how effective the work that he's doing is for us. Uh, so again, thank you so much, sir. It has been my absolute honor. I'm really grateful to have been given the chance to talk to you firstly yes, and sir. then to share that more broadly with, with your audience and your community. And I just have to say, like, for those of you that were watching the video when Hiram was talking about how much he's valued this conversation and he wants us all to, you know, come to my podcast or come to my website or whatever. If you weren't watching, I was tearing up. I was really moved. And I really wanted to just kind of highlight that as... That's me deeply grateful and deeply touched by the sincerity and the love. And I'm really, really thankful to have been invited on the chat. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Um, It was an honor to be able to talk with you today um, and learn. I will not lose your number, nor will we not be friends. Um, We are going to connect for the the remainder of our lives uh, Uh because I believe um, that what you're doing is impactful um, and is helping us. And so thank you again, sir. Um, Thank you everyone that has listened and that is watching and you continue to be great. I love you all and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I pray that this conversation was impactful to you in some form of way. What I want to make sure is that not only are you hearing and learning this information, but that you're taking the time to apply something, some nugget, some some piece that you took from this conversation that you can say, I can apply this for my life to be better. I want you to continue to be with me and make sure that you're with me every Monday at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. I love you all, and I'll talk to you next time, right here on the Focus on Greatness family. Bye-bye.